For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Newcastle videos and podcasts, download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. I went to bleed and visit was on the 9th of June. 1862 on a summer's afternoon. I took the bus for Bamberg's and she was heavy laden. Away we went along Collinwood Street, that's on the road to Bladen. Oh, land, you should have seen us gunning. I should have gone to land the road just to pay my gunning. There were lots of lads and lassies there. I was finding faces gunning along the Scotswood Road to see the Bladen races. We flew past Armstrong's factory and up to the Robin Adair. Hello and welcome to CHN Radio, NUFC Moments Edition. We have our finalists and we are very excited to talk more about it. Uh, joining me with, joining me today is the best damn co in the land, Elijah Newsom. How are you doing? Great. Well, we're not talking about our finalists, we're talking about the, the winner. Yeah, the winner. Did I say f- the finalists? Yeah, we got to redo oh. the whole thing. Actually, no, we don't. That'd be ridiculous. no, we don't. Um, and then for a man who was there to talk more about it oh. is the infamous and now a dad, Graham Bell. How are you? Oh, hello. Yeah, yeah. That's why I sound really tired. <laughs> so yeah, ex- excuse the tired voice, but yeah, that is the reason because I'm a dad now, and, Wait, and you're, I don't you- get. These- are you telling me that parenting makes you tired? This is news yeah. to me. Oh, yeah, wow. it was news to me too. <laughs> oh yeah, man, it's it's great to be back. It's great to be back on the show, lads. I don't, I can't remember how long it's been. It's been a while. Seven yeah. years. About Seven years. Give or take. <laughs> yeah, give or take. Yeah. Give or take a few months. Yeah. Well, we have our winner, and that is. Alan Shearer breaking the record at St. Jesus Park in a lovely 2-0 win versus Portsmouth. And we'll talk about that. Uh, but before we get to it, let's talk about just this contest in general. Uh, were there any surprises from anyone? Did anyone uh, – was there any honorable mentions that weren't on the list that we want to talk about? I'll open the floor. Um, I have no idea. I don't have any honorable mentions that weren't on the list. Well, you have one because honestly... you mentioned Mickey. I did mention Miggy, the breaking the transfer record for Miggy, but I feel like that maybe in a couple more years that might be relevant, or maybe it won't be relevant because we we've already broken that transfer record. But I do think the fans do like him. But maybe if he hit the ground running um, a little quicker, then maybe that would have been actually in contention. But I was honestly probably most surprised at Barcelona's dominance up until like the final four. Because they essentially won their first two matchups. They went up against Supermac in the first round. And then in the second round, they went up against the 2-2 intermatch. And they won 96% of the vote each time. Just like absolute pure dominance, which was just like, whoa. That was a yeah. brilliant game, though. Like, it was like it did. To, to be honest, it did kind of wipe the floor with a lot of this. So, because it was just that epic. Mm. Um, it was. It was just unreal, like for for Newcastle to kind of 
up in Barcelona, especially in the first half, and then in true Newcastle fashion, we try and give everyone a, a attack in the crowd. Yeah. Um, like Warren but, said, if, know, if the match was only sixty minutes, we would have won three up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But that's that's the Newcastle way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah the easy. key, the entertainers, Newcastle for sure. Uh, yeah, they they like to play with fire a lot. Um, yeah, it's the exact opposite of this year's Newcastle, where Keegan's was ten up top. <laughs> this year's Newcastle is ten <sighs> in the back. <laughs> yeah, ten how, behind how, the ball. Yeah. How has yeah. time has changed? Time has changed. Uh, so, and, and then a, another one that also did very well against the competition was. The Manchester United 5-0 shellacking against them. Um, and that was mm-hmm. Chris Wolf's prediction to be the winner. Uh, any surprises that that didn't come out on top? I think it was a bit surprised. I mean, it seems like it's a bit of a fan favorite. People were clamoring for it to the point where Newcastle replayed the match this past weekend. So mm-hmm. I thought it was going to win, um, especially think- with all the momentum built up. I think it's quite a, a difficult. It's a strange one, really, because you're talking about a match, just one match, like ninety minutes. Whereas the this one, you know, Shearer breaking a record is just like that's a lot of work. You know, it's it's that when that was work for like years and years, and then for it to come to that moment, like in front of the Gallagher, it's like. It's it's just completely different. I think I think that's why it's kind of deserving to be there. Yeah, and it shows yeah. it shows the importance of just being from Newcastle to Newcastle supporters. Like you have your guy. Like he wasn't in our academy or anything, but he was the Geordie and he came home when he could have gone anywhere in the world and then he went and broke the record. Like He's he's our own. He he did it himself. He did it the right way, um, and I think that that weighs more to the Geordie faithful than like one win. Uh, having your own guy, your own blood, like break the biggest record in the club that that weighs a lot to to Newcastle fans. Not, unlike like Chelsea, wouldn't say that a record breaking goal is going to be their best moment because that doesn't weigh much to them. Um, mm. But in Newcastle, it's significantly different. Would you guys agree to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it's just it's a bit sad in in the sense that we we don't really have like big winners or or anything like that to to put it up against. We got the fair cup, fair score, but that was a long time ago now. Um, yeah, but I would say maybe if it was like a recent trophy win, um, like forgetting about the championships, like if there was an FA Cup or a League Cup win in the last ten years, then I would say that probably would have come out on top. But it, it, the way things are and have been, like this this moment it was just like it was monumental, especially being there. It was it was just crazy. As soon yeah. as the goal went in, it was. It's just crazy atmosphere. I, I agree with you. If if we like won the FA or won the Ferris Cup and it was 2007, it probably would have done better. But the fact that it was decades yeah. and decades ago, uh, not many people remember that as a moment. Yeah. Uh, 
So let's get into the moment. Alan Shearer's record-breaking goal. Uh, and we'll even talk about Shola more because you have to. Um, <laughs> we'll start with Elijah, just like your quick thoughts on it, and then we'll get to Graham because you were there. So I'd love, Graham, for you to bring us through the whole experience. But Elijah, just any, any quick thoughts that you haven't said about this goal or anything surrounding it? I think, I think you summed it up well with the fact that I think it's, it's just vastly important that it was, it was someone who's a local boy who, who broke the record. And um, I think, like, I think this, this whole experience has definitely just highlighted the fact that um, Newcastle fans, they love their local, like their local players, which is, it's, it's interesting because like in the States, there's not really much that can compare to it because you just have a less frequent amount of like, you know, Atlanta players playing for Atlanta teams because like the way we do sports and develop sports is just like just different than it is in, in world football. So it's just like, it's something that I really have never really experienced in any fan base that I've been a part of besides the Newcastle one. Like if you're a local boy, you just get absolutely like the utmost respect. I mean, even after not playing this whole season, people were like really happy with the fact Andy Carroll was back at Newcastle and he, he barely played. Um, so I don't know. It's just, it was, it kind of cemented um, what I, what I'd like kind of experienced this whole season. And, and since I've been in Newcastle fan. Yeah. So, so let's get to the match. Uh, Graham, tell, just talk to us about that day. Yeah, it was, it was a bit of a, a weird one. I, I think like, there was an anticipation about the day, like, because it was Glenn Roder's first game in charge as well. Um, after Graham Sooners got the uh, got the sack, um, so we were all thinking, oh, well, it'll give it'll give the team a new lease of life. And on the day, it actually did because it was the best we'd played all season. Um, under Sooners, we were just appalling really it was, it was just shocking to watch um but the, as soon as as soon as Rhoda took charge um that game we were just all over Portsmouth um and it was it was just a joy to watch to be honest um I think remember if I remember rightly I think it was Unzogbeer that um that put us ahead remember him Charles Unzogbeer <laughs> um so yeah it and then basically the, the actual moment um, was just pretty incredible. Um, like you said, Greg, we're going to talk about Chola because um, his back heel towards Shearer was just... I, d- I don't know if it was just purely on instinct, but it was just... It was incredible. Um, and uh, and then all of a sudden, Shearer's kind of like... It, it was somehow like he gained his, his back um, that he'd lost down the years. Um, and he's shrugged off. I think it was Andy O'Brien, and then just poked it through the goalkeeper's legs. And it was just once once the ball hit the back of the net, I've never heard St James's Park like that before. And you know, usually with goals, when they go in, there's like a a five minute of like pure like just elation, um, and then it kind of evaporates out and settles down a bit again. But after that goal went in, it seemed to last and last. Like the atmosphere was there, it was, it was, it just kept going and going, and it was just, 
it was phenomenal because we all knew like how much it meant to him and how much it actually meant to us as well. Um, because we were all like just rooting for him to to do it because I, it seemed as though there was a lot of pressure on him. Um, like Sunes persuaded him to stay on for another year, and um, and it, in his mind, I bet he was like, "Oh, will I break it? Will I not?" And it just seemed to add a little bit of pressure onto him. And um, yeah, it was just like it was just phenomenal. Like as soon as the ball hit the back of the net, the atmosphere was just. I bet you could have heard it from miles and miles away. It was just incredible. From that club that is in the third tier, maybe? Could you hear, heard it from them? <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it might have added to their non-existent atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you could tell. In, in, in your experience, and you've been to, I would say, hundreds of matches. Uh, yeah, I've lost count now. Have there been a louder moment that you remember? Uh, maybe, um, maybe Toyota um, scoring the the equaliser against Arsenal. Yeah. Um, but the thing with that one is, like, that was that was kind of late. They shone in the game, and it was like it's just it's just strange because I don't know with Shearer, it just seemed. Just seemed different. Like it seemed to go on and on. Like even when we were leaving the stadium, it just seemed to like <laughs> carry on down the streets. It was just, it was just incredible. Like it, um, like I've never, I've never really known like an atmosphere like it before. Um, because you know the build up to the game, like it was just, it was pure. Like it was true. Newcastle United, you know, Sooners had gone. Glenn Rhoda comes in and you you kind of thinking, oh, now what? And then we put in a performance like that and cheer a break record and it's just it's just the way Newcastle United seem to function. <laughs> so um but yeah, I, I don't I I would say like Toyota was probably like a like a very loud moment, but I don't think anything else eclipses that. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. that he was that was his only goal scored for Newcastle, the Czech Tiote goal. Um Well, he did score against Man City, but it was ruled off. Like ruled out yeah. side and it was an absolute belter. I'm still <laughs> furious that it was ruled out. So <laughs> Um Elijah, let's talk about Shola yes. Amiobi. Yeah. The, I mean that you that mean Sammy Amiobi. Yeah, <laughs> I almost said yeah. Sammy in the in the last podcast. So if I or maybe I did. So if anyone thinks that Sammy Yobi actually had the assist, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, the back heel doesn't get talked about enough. Um, it's it, back heel is one of those things that it like it it's absolutely beautiful when it works out. Oh yeah. And, and then, like when it doesn't, it doesn't work doesn't. out, you you hate the person for even attempting it. Oh my gosh! So yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's a sheer moment of brilliance. And of course, I think Warren alluded to it. Like, well, he didn't allude to; it. he just straight up said it. Like, Alan didn't celebrate with Shola; he celebrated by himself <laughs> <laughs> with the fans. He celebrated with the city on this one. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, no, I think it, also what's like not talked about that much is the fact that Shearer actually won the initial header, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> Amiobi like 
controls it and then flicks it onto him. And yeah. it was almost as if Shearer was just like, right, I'm like 10 years younger. I'm racing through here. <laughs> it was like the, the whole thing was just incredible. Yeah, there was no nobody was saving that ball. Like, there's no goalie in the world would have done it. And yep. and like the the thing with Shearer was like, whenever he was through on goal, you were just like, yeah, it's in. Like there was no doubt. Like, yeah. Like you know, like you know, with some players, like especially in the current team, shall we say? So like, whenever like Almiron or Joe Linton goes through on goal, you're just like, oh, Willie, Willie, Willie. <laughs> But with with Shearer, that was just never a thing. He was just like, yeah, it's in. I'll bet my house on it. I'll bet my life that he's just going to score this. And it like that that that's how good of a striker he was. And I, to be honest, I don't think he gets enough of the like of the plaudits he, he gets really because he was just phenomenal. Like in his younger days, he was really pacey as well. And he had everything. He was just a pure goal scorer. He was just phenomenal. And there won't be like guaranteed. There won't be another one like him. And I can I can probably bet my house on this that like that record will stand for at least another ten twenty years. That Newcastle record. I can't see anyone getting close to it. Yeah. No, definitely. Go Elijah, on, you on, actually. Yeah, probably. Yeah, sure. Um, you actually made a good, good point. I think it was a when we talked about this as the final four um, that in different sports you see like a lot of changes in the in the way the game is played or like higher scoring, like American football is, or like the NBA is like super high scoring in the difference from levels and whatnot, but. The one thing that's remained the same is soccer or football. Uh, it's it hasn't progressed as far as like different strategies or or more goals in a match or like you're not seeing seven five or like like in the NHL and hockey like that's how it is now. It used to be three to one. Now it's like six to four. There's they've changed rules to make it more high scoring, but in soccer it's not the case. It's it's still the same. It always has been. So I I agree with Graham here. I, I don't see anybody, especially in Newcastle getting that, but like, I don't even really see anybody hitting 260 Premier League goals either. Uh, yeah. Do you have any thoughts I mean, on maybe that? Maybe I thought, I thought it was going to be Aguero was going to have a shot, but the, the only realistic person that's got a shot at this is Harry Kane. If he stays oh, yeah. like, yeah. and the, the thing, the, also the thing that people forget, tend to forget is Shearer was out for like three seasons with ACL injuries. He missed mm-hmm. three years of football, and he still managed to get 260 goals. Like yeah. that—that's just ridiculous. Like honestly, it's 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 just it's just craziness. It's like superhuman numbers. Yeah, yeah. and I think the other thing is that I think it's much easier. Well, I wouldn't say it's much easier, but I think you seldom see a lot of guys staying in the prem as long as they used to. I mean, I think. A lot of guys chase the money, like even with Harry Kane, like he's rumored to potentially be leaving Tottenham this summer. And, you know, there's a host of clubs internationally that would be interested in him. And it wouldn't be too surprising if he decides to leave the Premier League and and go to Real Madrid, which is just something that like not really fathomable for a lot for at least Mm -hmm. Alan Shearer and a lot of the other kind of Premier League Um, stars. I think like I would like to get your thoughts on this, actually. Like, 
I think the defenders back in Shearer's day were a lot, like way, way tougher. Yeah, yeah, than they are now, and and for for me that made it more difficult, and it makes the achievement a lot greater. Like his Premier League goals and his Newcastle record, I think it makes it a lot greater because you know the defenders now they they almost seem a bit soft. Like I I feel like I'm turning into Roy Keane here, but they like they they, um like they, they almost seem. Softer, like way, way softer than than they were in Shearer's day. I feel like that's yeah. a lot. A lot of sports too. Like you, you go to most sports. If you go to the eighties, those guys are crazy, like absolute yeah. lunatics. Like <laughs> compared yeah. to what the players are like now, they're more like prima donnas, right? Uh, where yeah. you wouldn't get that a few years ago. I would um, say I feel like rule changes have definitely played a part in that, though. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of players are more hesitant to go in for tackles. Um, as ruthless as they might have been a few years back because, you know, there's not only the prospect of VAR, but I think that, like, the refs of today are a little bit more, you know, a little more whistle-heavy um, as almost a directive from FIFA and the Premier League and the FA um, to kind of promote player safety. I think that there's been a big push and there's a lot more fouls being called and a lot mm-hmm. less of, like, guys going in for, for tackles. And what might be a foul now is definitely not a foul <laughs> you know, 20 years ago. And that's, that's been every sport. I mean, there was a moment in, in, uh, in the, the NFL Super Bowl where I think it might've been the playoffs. I think it was the playoffs where Patrick Mahomes had this run and it looked like because he was, he would looks like he, he was running out of bounds. Like the tackle, like the guys who are supposed to tackle him just stopped completely um, because they were in fear of like the fact that like, you know, in the NFL, like now, if you hit a guy even remotely close to out of bounds, you're looking at like a 15 yard penalty or something like that. And they of course eased up. And then of course he used that to his advantage and end up scoring. So it's like, it's the same thing we're seeing in a lot of sports where a lot of the rule changes that are meant to protect players have made it so that defenders are, are less ruthless. And I don't think that like they themselves, I think that if they had the opportunity, I'm, I'm sure Jamal LaSalle's would go in for two footed tackles every single chance you play. <laughs> like, I'm sure Matt Ritchie wouldn't mind lining up some guys. Like, there's definitely – the mentality, I think, is there. You can sometimes see flashes of it, but I do think that just the modern state of the game has prevented a lot of players from really going as hard as they want to. Yeah, definitely agree. Um, let's let's wrap this one up. Is there any last thoughts on this beautiful goal? Um, anything that either of you would like to say? Um, no, I thought I, on the whole, the whole poll, I thought it was a lot of fun and uh, yeah. a big, big shout out to tune polls for helping us out. Um, and to everyone who voted and, and shared, and there was a lot of really good conversation going on in the, in the replies as well. And, um, if you're a new listener because of this welcome, it's been, you're in for a wild ride. Um, this is a show that typically is, I say like no other Newcastle podcast out there. Um, we bring a fresh perspective. Um, we're weirder, we're funnier, and we're also uh, the true black and white podcast. So Definitely. We are truly black and white. Well, now uh, we're black, white, and white. Yeah. Now it's it's the double cream filling. Oh. No, um, <laughs> uh, Graham, any last moments for you? Or last thoughts? Uh, um, I just think, like, I just 
pretty much what I said before. Like, I don't think anyone will get like close to it ever. Um, like, there, there will never be like another Alan Shearer. Um, he was just like the complete striker for me, and it's like it's just incredible what he's achieved. People talk about like oh the lack of trophies and whatever, but like even he said himself, he he would have swapped. He would have swapped all of them um, to play for Newcastle. So, and and he got his dream. And I think like the whole Shearer story is just, it's just a dream in it. And it's 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 just phenomenal what he's done. Yeah, so he well, deserves all the plaudits. While I I agree, there there will probably never be another Alan Shearer. Hopefully, there is for our sake. There's a another Alan Shearer in Gosforth just budding to to wear that number nine so uh hopefully hopefully we get to see that one day but uh, until then this is definitely the best moment in nufc history so make sure to give all three of us a follow um graham where can people find you on twitter um you're on the underscore gang i think (laughs) i am yeah so it's just graham bell underscore nufc Yes, we're all underscores. Elijah's at Elijah underscore Newsom. I'm NUFC underscore Greg. And this podcast is CHN underscore radio. Um, you will also see, well, as you're listening to this, there's another episode of CHN radio to bring you all the news regarding this takeover. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about. I thought we were just going to play some party games for the people (laughs) and party games yeah Uh, party games mostly (laughs) party games so make sure to check on that but until then um we we miss you we miss football and hoi the lads love you guys but I wish I was on the case side Looking at the old time bridge I'm coming home, Newcastle I might as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle of your own brown hill I'm coming home, Newcastle If you never win the club again I'll brave the dark at St. James's Park If the Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home To be a Jody and to live in Jody land. Some people think we're bawdy and we're hard to understand. And they say it's just self pity and we're not so very tough. Cause the people in the big fat city haven't had it tough as rough. I'm coming home, Newcastle. You can keep your London wing. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll meet for a bottle of the river dine. I'm coming home. Newcastle, I wish I'd never been a weird. I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound in me mother saying, Hey, how we I'm coming home. And I miss the old blind busker who stands at Fenwick's door. He plays a mean accordion, you've all seen him there before. And I love the Jody heroes, there's so many famous names Like Lindisfarne in Gaza, Brendan Foster in the Gates at Games I'm coming home, Newcastle, I might as well have been in jail 
hot walk the streets all day. I'll need for a bottle of your own brown ale. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the cup again, I'll brave the darkness in James's Park in the Gallagher Tent in the rain. I'm coming home, Newcastle. You can keep your London wine. Walk the streets all day, I'll wait for a bottle of the river tide I'm coming home, Newcastle I wish I'd never been away I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound And me mother saying, hey, how we I'm coming home, Newcastle I might as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day, I'll wait for a bottle of your own brown ale I'm coming home, Newcastle If you never win the cup again I'll brave the dog, it's in James's pocket, the Gallagher's end in the rear. I'm